the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. And good morning. I'm Gary Randall. Thank you so much for joining me today. It's Monday, March the 28th, 2022, in the year of our Lord. Today, on March 28, 1979, America's worst commercial nuclear accident occurred with a partial meltdown inside one of the reactors at Three Mile Island in Pennsylvania. Today, in 1797, Nathaniel Briggs of uh, New Hampshire, he received a patent for a washing machine. Briggs. I wonder if Briggs and Stratton got together and or Stratton got together and built a little engine to go in that machine. I suspect they did. I don't know that, but I do know that Briggs got the uh, patent for the washing machine today or applied for it today in 19 or 1797. Today in 1854 during the Crimean War, Britain and France declared war on Russia. Today in 1898, the U.S. Supreme Court in the United States versus Wong Kim Ark, they ruled 6-2 to two that Wong, who was born in the United States to Chinese immigrants, was an American citizen because he was born here. Today in 1969, the 30, 34th President of the United States, Dwight D. Eisenhower, he died at Walter Reed Hospital. He was 78 years old. Today in 1987, Maria Von Trapp of the Von Trapp family, formerly the nun Maria. Her life story inspired the Rodgers and Hammerstein musical, The Sound of Music. She died today in 1987 in Morrisville, Vermont. She was 82 years old. President Joe Biden has just returned from his highly criticized, highly questionable trip to Europe. I'm not going to spend a lot of time talking about what he said because much of what he said didn't wasn't totally coherent. I mean, he did say things, but it, there was nothing substantive except the thing that is being most mostly discussed today is that in a moment of either anger or wanting to show that he is, has strength, because a lot of people have been saying he does not show strength in the presidency, President Biden. Maybe he was trying to enforce the fact that he is, you know, strength, and he does have resolve, and he's okay, he's got it together. I don't know what he was thinking, and maybe he wasn't thinking. He just spoke from his heart. But the But he said... In one of his speeches, the last one, in fact, before he got on the plane, he made this statement, for God's sake, this man cannot remain in power. This man that he was talking about was Vladimir Putin in Russia. I think most of us would share that sentiment. This man, Putin, should not be in power. He has the potential. It is becoming apparent. He has the potential to become one of history's uh, Hitlers. He is killing people indiscriminately, particularly children, 
women, people trying to flee. I mean, there's no there's no following of the normal rules of war uh, with him and with what he's doing. It's hard to figure. Even the be- our best experts can't quite figure out what he's up to be- because they're not sure that he knows. He's just playing it by ear, they think. Some of them do, at least. But there's a dramatic ex- escalation in that war in Ukraine. And some of the experts are saying the fact that our president made that statement, this man cannot remain in power. Well, hardly anyone disagrees with that notion. For the president of the United States to say it means that to the world that the United States has made the decision to take out Putin, and maybe they have, and maybe he just didn't have enough restraint to not say it out loud to the world. But in doing so, people are now saying, what will Putin do in retaliation? Because there are a lot of people that are kind of analyzing him from the sidelines, Putin, and they're saying that he's not all that mentally sound either at this point. So we live in a very um, confused, upside down, a very perilous world. Much of what's going on are things that we can't control. They're in the control in the hands of others. But ultimately, it's all in the hands of God. In Psalm chapter chapter 4, verse 8, there's an interesting verse there, and it aligns itself with some polls and surveys that I've seen lately. These polls and surveys say, and there's a number of them, I'm not going to quote any one of them, but there's a number of them out there that say that people in, in polls about well-being and, you know, a person's well-being, how are you feeling about things and so on. One thing that always comes up in these polls most recently over the last two or three months since the first of the year, they say that they're unable to sleep because they're worried about world conditions. They're worried about what's going on in the world. And perhaps some of you have would identify with that and say, man, I'm, I'm not sleeping all that well either. I, I lay awake sometimes and I worry about things and I worry about the well-being of my family and, you know, the future and what's going to happen and where is this thing in Ukraine going to go and how far is Putin going to go and is he going to go on into uh, Eastern Europe and Poland and other places? I mean, nobody knows for sure. But in Psalm chapter 4, verse 8, the Bible speaks to that. And the Bible says, I will both lay me down in peace and sleep, for thou, Lord, only makest me dwell in safety. And the psalmist is talking about the very basic understanding of our relationship with Jesus Christ and God himself through his only begotten son. Through that relationship, we dwell in safety because God is in control of all things And if we have accepted Jesus Christ as our personal Savior, our eternity is fixed. Our eternity is set. We have accepted Christ and his eternal life through Jesus Christ, his death and his resurrection. So ultimately, it is all in God's hands. There's a proverb that speaks to that. Many verses in the Bible speak to the lack of sleep over worrying and, and perilous times that we live in. Proverbs chapter 3, verse 24 says, When thou liest down, thou shalt not be afraid. Yea, 
thou shalt lie down, and thy sleep shall be sweet. What the Lord is saying to us in his word about not being able to sleep over what's going on in our world is relax. I'm in control. God is in control. Just relax. Let your sleep be sweet. Get some sleep. (laughs) Have a good hot cup of coffee. Well, it doesn't say that, but I think that was implied somewhere in the Bible. It must be. But just don't let Satan destroy the quality of your life over things that are going on in our world that you have no control over, essentially. I mean, we do. We vote. And we did not elect a very good leader the last time. In fact, we elected probably the worst leader we could have. But God is in control. Don't let things get on your back to where you can't sleep. Our world is upside down today. It's in a perilous position and a situation. We don't know what's going to happen, but we absolutely know that God is in control. I got this note. Thank you. We get a lot of notes from those of you who support this ministry. Thank you. I read them all. I don't read them, of course, on the program here, but I, uh, I personally read them all. Thank you, Gary, for your broadcast. We listen every day and feel so much better that we're informed the truth about the world around us. And we feel the power of God leading us in the right ways, the right direction. That's what I'm talking about. And thank you for that note and thank you for your support. But that's what I'm talking about. Is We can be informed. We can know what's going on. We can be aware. And we must be informed but not to the point of where we can't handle it because we put it in God's hands. And that's what we're talking about. I want to thank you for your support. I read a note the other day from someone that said, please don't quit doing what you're doing. Well, I'm, I, I'm not going to as long as you guys will support what we're doing here. And um, you have and you will. We're going through some rough times right now. And um, as I said, things are upside down in our world. I don't think anyone questions that. Um, there's a, you know, a pull and push in the economy and inflation and all of that. So please stand with us if you want us to continue. Uh, we need your help and your support allows us to continue to do so. I feel very strongly in my heart that I'm supposed to be doing this. And when I feel that I'm through, I won't do it anymore because the Lord will speak to my heart and I'll, I'll know. But as long as you'll stand with us and, and help us meet our budget every month, Uh, We'll continue to do this to the best of our ability as God gives us breath in which to do it. So thank you for that. And thank you for your interest and your care and your support, your prayers. It all means so much and is absolutely necessary. If you do not support this ministry, I would encourage you to consider doing so. We take a hard look, a straight talk look at what's going on every day in our world. And we look at it from a biblical point of view. So we're informed, and yet we're at peace. So thank you. Our address is Box 399, Bellevue, Washington, 98009. Box 399, Bellevue, 98009. You can also contribute online at our website at faithandfreedom.us. There's a little tab there that you can donate online. Earlier this month, the Maryland legislature was considering what they called the pregnant persons persons. 
oh boy, these guys just can't get over the fact that they think men can have women or they think that other people think that men can have babies and so they don't want to offend anyone. That is pathetic. Anyway, Maryland, the state of Maryland legislature had this bill that they were considering and they called it the Pregnant Persons Freedom Act of 2022. What it did was it cleared the way legally for infanticide. I'm just going to call it what it is, infanticide. It seemed too evil to be true. I've been following this. I didn't talk about it, but I've been paying attention to it. It wasn't just another abortion expansion bill. It actually let responsible parties off the hook when a child born alive from abortion is allowed to die or is actively killed even weeks later due to neglect. That was the key word, neglect. You're not a murderer if you neglect the child that was born that you've decided you don't want and you neglect it until it dies. That isn't murder in this bill. Fortunately, Maryland's governor, this Larry Hogan, who is not really a flaming conservative, but he's a Republican, he was pro-life enough not to approve it, so he vetoed it. But California is a different matter. Larry Hogan is not the governor of California. And California's got a governor that can't wait to sign their bill that's almost exactly like the one in Maryland. As it moves its bill to, quote, permit infant death by neglect, the governor says, I'm waiting to sign it because women have a right to make those decisions. The World Health Organization has chimed in on this, and they're insisting that this kind of legislation has got to become the global norm. We have to impose this kind of legislation that California is about to pass As we speak, they have not yet put it in front of the governor, but they will because the majority is in favor of it in the California Assembly. I'll tell you, um, (laughs) these guys never quit. They want one world order. They want one world religion. They want one world monetary system. And they want a few people at the top telling the world what to do. And they're one of the few that they see at the top. So the World Health Organization is insisting that this kind of legislation be imposed globally and that it become, their words, the norm. Writing for National Review on Friday, this guy, Wesley J. Smith, he warned of how this is becoming a pattern. Fortunately, the Maryland bill, as I said, was killed by the governor. But Smith says, quote, one blue state bill that would, would allow a born baby to be neglected to death might be an anomaly. A second that does that and perhaps could be interpreted to allow infanticide also is a pattern. He said one is an anomaly, two is a pattern. He said they're leaning that way. There is a pattern developing. The cultural left is blazing these these new grounds of depravity. And they're, they're creating a space where there's evil unlike we have seen in our culture before. Smith is an author. He's a senior fellow at the Discovery Institute Center for uh, Human Exceptionalism. He's written a number of books. He's very well versed. He's, in fact, spent the later years of his life studying this whole idea, this pro-life infanticide, this all of this, these kinds of issues. And he is a consultant to the Patients' Rights Council. In May of 2004, because of his work in bioethics, Smith was named one of the nation's premier expert thinkers in bioengineering by the National Journal. 
And in 2008, the Human Life Foundation named him a great defender of life for his work, gave him an, an honor and a, uh, some kind of a plaque or recognition for his work against assisted suicide and euthanasia. This bill, he says, is beyond belief. First, he says, it would seem to create a broad claim for people who give birth to choose not to be a parent that is not limited to not getting pregnant, or in the context of the overall bill, abortion. But somehow, he said, this is called reproductive justice, and it's given a racial tinge to it. There's always got to be race in anything that the government, the left, does. There has to be a component of race, because without racism, it takes away some of the bite of the policies of the far left, which are unbiblical, they're, they're against humanity, and they're against nature and nature's laws. This bill in California, I just want to talk to you for a moment about it. It's called AB2223, and I know we have listeners in California, but this this applies to all of us that, that don't live in California. Section 1 says the legislature finds and declares all of the following. A, reproductive justice is a framework created by black women in 1994 to address the intersectional and multifactored issues that women of color and their families face in society. Boy, the, the, the narrative of the left is disgusting and it's concerning. This reproductive justice is a framework. This is the bill that they're going to pass unless God intervenes. Reproductive justice is a framework cre- created by black women in 1994 so therefore, if you don't support this, this is I'm not this I'm not quoting it now, but I'm saying therefore, if you don't support this bill, you're a racist. That is the full intent here. They could care less about what black women did in 1994. I'm just being honest with you. What they care about is pushing this kind of nonsense through so they can kill babies that they don't want. That's what this is about. But they need to have a racial component to give it a little teeth. Secondly, the bill says reproductive justice is the human right to control our bodies, sexuality, gender, work, and reproduction. That right can only be achieved when all people, particularly women and girls, all people, particularly women and girls, who else has babies? They're implying that men have babies. Can a transgender have, I mean, there are stories out there that say a man can be operated on and have surgeries and so on and have a baby. I've not seen that happen, but... Perhaps I missed it. But the right can only be achieved when all people, the bill says, particularly women and girls, have the complete economic, social, and political power and resources to make healthy decisions about their bodies, families, communities, and all areas of their lives. At the core of reproductive justice, the bill says, is the belief in the right to bodily autonomy, the right to have children, the right not to have children, the right to be a parent to the children, and the right not to, we have with dignity and respect in safe and sustainable communities. And the third uh, part of that that I wanted to share with you, this is kind of the preamble or the setup for what this bill, the pages of this bill is all about. And number uh, C, they say in the preamble or the introduction, a critical part of realizing reproductive justice for people in California is clarifying that there should be no civil and criminal penalties for people's actual, potential, or alleged pregnancy outcomes. Pregnancy outcomes means there will be no criminal penalties for people 
who neglect their baby to the point of death because they don't want he or she. A person wanting to think the best could think that perhaps the wording just applies to preborn babies or the right not to get pregnant at all, birth control, or maybe just plain old abortion that kills the baby in the womb. Oh, no. No. In fact, Smith points this out. He writes about it. He said he'd hoped that that was the case, but looking into the bill and studying it, he said, no, that's not it at all. It also applies to uh, uh, perinatal outcomes as well as postpartum care. So, I mean, we're talking about babies that are born. Like you go and you look through the glass and you see the baby and you say, oh, it's, isn't it cute? It looks like it's grandpa or it looks like it's grandmother. And it doesn't look like either. But we say that and we want that bond and we have that bond. That's the way God created us. That's the way God created mankind, that we would reproduce and we would sustain the human race whom God created in his image and his likeness. And we're out here doing this crazy stuff. It's horrible. I don't know what's the matter with us. In our sin, we have lost our way. Claiming to be wise, we have become fools. Smith points out the legislature finds and declares that every individual possesses a fundamental right of privacy with respect to personal reproductive decisions. That entails the right to make and effectuate decisions about all matters relating to pregnancy. All of it. Every bit of it. That isn't God's way, the creator of all things. That's man's way. That is the path to destruction. Notwithstanding any other law, the bill says, it's a key passage in the bill, notwithstanding any other law, a person shall not be subject to civil or criminal liability or penalty, or otherwise deprived of their rights based on their actions or omissions with respect to their pregnancy or actual potential or alleged pregnancy outcome, including miscarriage, stillbirth, or abortion, or perinatal death. No one in California that I've read doubts that California Governor Gavin Newsom is going to sign this bill. And they've already done the head count, and there are enough people in the California Assembly, they're going to pass it. Last Tuesday, he signed legislation, the governor, Newsom, he, he signed legislation to make abortion cheaper for patients who have private insurance plans. All this is a purposeful move to boost California's abortion infrastructure and heavily promote the procedure where its laws are some of the most relaxed in the world. Now, WHO, World Health Organization, they stuck their nose into it, and they've issued new guidelines that demand countries to legalize abortion without any gestational time limit, and much of the wording that they have in their bill to impose globally on our global community, our village, as Hillary calls it, is taken from some of the wording of California's bill. New guidelines issued by the World Health Organization claim laws preventing abortion at any point during pregnancy risk violating the rights of women, girls, and other pregnant persons. I can't tell you how this outrages me righteously. Other persons? These people think they are God. They think they can rewrite the human DNA. They think they can 
change humanity as God created us. They're unwilling to submit to the God of the universe, the creator of all things, the King of kings, the Lord of lords. And they, with their little egos, want to become God himself. This World Health Organization document recommends full decriminalization of abortion and the scrapping of all laws and regulations that prohibit abortion based on gestational limits and that restrict abortion on any grounds for any reason. Says a review of 21 studies, the World Health Organization says the, the, um, a review of 21 studies found that when women are denied later terminations, it can be viewed as being incompatible with international human, laws, uh, human rights law. I looked at what they're putting out there. I'll give you just three quick points. It says, one, they want to stop women re- requiring approval from a doctor or nurse to have a termination. Uh, termination is abortion. Choice means abortion. All these buzzwords they use. Secondly, they, they say their, their bill, the World Health Organization, the bill, it rolls out a kind of a pills by post, I would call it, scheme so that women can be sent abortion medication after a phone call. In other words, they make a call, they get their abortion pills in the mail, they don't have to, you know. And the third thing is it curtails medical professionals' rights to refuse to take part in abortions or conscious grounds. So abortion for any reason at any point, including days, even weeks after a child is born, just get your all your birth control stuff and all that, it doesn't matter what you believe about birth control. You can just get on the phone and they'll send it to you in a plain brown wrapper, I guess. I don't know. And thirdly, curtail medical professionals' rights. So if you're a doctor, and I have doctor friends, I've known some of them for years and years who are devout Christians, they their conscience does not allow them to do the procedure of abortion, and they don't. But this, curtail medical professionals' rights to refuse to take part in abortions on the basis of one's conscience. Religious freedom now goes away under this new global scheme to advance abortion. Can it really be that bad, Gary? It is. It is. And it's not only on the on the front of abortion, it's on every single human front. Whether it has to do with the institution of marriage, whether it has to do with the sanctity of life, whether it has to do with absolute truth versus transitory truth, my truth, your truth, their truth, whoever's in power's truth. Joe Biden doesn't even know what the truth is. It's pathetic. And most, almost certain legislation, this will become law in California. It isn't yet. And if they reject it, I'll mention it on this program now that I've talked about it. But personally, I believe that this is going to open the door to more of the same in states like Oregon in particular. I think Washington would certainly take a look at this. There's activists in Washington state that definitely, definitely, NARAL, some of you guys in Seattle, you would go after this in a heartbeat. You know it. I think other Democrat-controlled states around the country will go after it. 
There's a good chance the Supreme Court could overturn or greatly diminish Roe v. Wade. I think that's what we need to be praying about. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.